something that the Lord had just put on my heart um, in my Bible reading and Second Peter chapter three. And uh, we're just going to move through it. Second Peter th- chapter three, Heavenly Father. As we read your word tonight, we just pray that you would fill this place with your spirit. I feel the love from these folks, these friends, these brothers and sisters that um, have come out tonight to to fellowship with each other and with you. And uh, so just fill this place. May this be a sanctuary that is... Um, a place of healing. Um, I was talking to a brother tonight even that said, you know, sometimes it's, I'm not fine, and that's, that's okay. This is the place to say, pray for me. I'm, I'm not fine. So help us to be real, Heavenly Father, with one another and to uh, just trust in you our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So that's our, that's our prayer tonight, and just bless this time. In Jesus' name I pray. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. So that... That sticks out to me right off the bat, that first verse, way of reminder. I'm looking around. I don't see a lot of you folks that have been in my office at Jerstad Manor, but if you have, have ever been, you would notice I am the king of the sticky note, the post-it note. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'll be leaving there shortly, within the next week or so, and one of my late, one of my residents bought me a whole big container, uh, or not just a package. So I keep 3M and Post-it Note in business. And so when when I was, you know, reading through here and the first, and and this is where God, you know, He spoke to me because He said, "You're you need that you need you need that reminder." And so we all do, I think. And uh, you younger folks probably can remember way better so I can't so I have sticky notes and I got to make a confession that when I started with the sticky notes I was a little bit silly in the fact that I, I say silly by being stupid I would put I would write a phone number on a sticky note like I'm going to remember who who it is <laughs> it's like anyway so I've, I've graduated from that I actually have a name and a phone number and a date usually and but they're stuck on my filing cabinets. They're um, they're just stuck everywhere. I just really I love sticky notes. So this is a reminder. Peter's reminding us. This is this is a reminder. I want you folks to to read this and be reminded of this. That you may be mindful mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days. Scoffers. Think there's any scoffers out there today? You know, when I think of scoffers, I think of those folks that just go, Hi, Caitlin, I didn't see you. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> I, uh, 
a scoffer, you just think, you know, when you scoff, usually it's something to do with your, you know, that, that type of thing. That's that. And do you ever, do you ever see that? Do you see that in, in folks today scoffing? What do you mean Jesus Christ is coming back? What do you mean that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of the earth, that he can heal and he can restore and, and, uh, you know, they're scoffers. Beware that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Lie, lie, lie. Scoffers lie. Beware of them. Because all things haven't continued as the way they were from the creation. Because creation was an amazing thing. And then there was a thing called the flood. Before the flood, you didn't have to worry about getting a sunburn because the, wa- the earth was watered from underneath and from above there was a canopy. And so that's why people lived to be um, way older than me and Leroy and Dale and who else is old in here? Lonnie? <laughs> Glenn. I think Glenn, Glenn gets the, the reward tonight. He's a... He's our oldest brother here. So that was, a, that was a big thing. So that's a lie that the scoffers put out there, that nothing has changed since the beginning of creation. Well, that's a lie. For this, in, chapter, in verse 5, they say, For this they, will willful, they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen to scoffers if they don't accept Christ as their Savior. And we're going to get to that because God loves everybody. And it's his will that none should perish, but all should have everlasting life and come to repentance. But beloved, he says in verse 8, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Now, most everybody in here knows Nunzio, Nunzio and Elaine. Nunzio has got a joke for everything. Yeah? He's just got a good joke about everything. So the other day he was in my office and him and another brother and I were kind of doing a Bible study and devotional time and he said, uh, oh, I know I'm a, I'm a joke butcher, so bear with me. He said, so this fellow's talking to the Lord and he said, so Lord, with you, um, one day is a thousand years and so does that mean that uh, like one dollar is a million dollars? And, uh, and, and the Lord said, yeah, yeah, that." So he said, can I have a penny? And the Lord thought for a second. He said, give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Dale. (laughs) Dale bailed me out on that one. (laughs) Anyway, if I have to explain it, I guess I'm not a very good joke teller, right? But he doesn't, uh, he doesn't see time like we do. He, uh, he, he just doesn't. He, it is his will that none should perish, and we're going to see that in just a second. The Lord, in verse 9, says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, 
as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, and not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the repentance. Even the scoffer? Yep. So this is where I got written in here, confession. This is where John is going to confess to you folks. And I guess people on the... Are people seeing me, Jonathan? Okay, well, still, confession is confession. And my confession for this evening and um, was brought to my attention by a brother that was confessing his confession. And it's a confession of, and this, a confession of the sin of judgmentalness. And when he told me of, of this, he, it, just, it just hit home. And uh, I'm not going to say the brother's name, but it, I think I can share. So he, he's from around here, and, and you, most of you know him, but I'm not going to tell you his name. But uh, he went to uh, ACF, and he, w he wanted to see John Corson. And he got all the way over there, and uh, John Corson wasn't, wasn't teaching that day, that, that Sunday. And he was like, oh, man. And Ben was. And he, oh, yeah, well, Ben's good. But I really, I really wanted to see. Because so he kind of had a down heart, down cast, downfallen outlook. He was like, you know, he was bummed. He, got, he wanted to see the man. Just like you came to see Rich. And this, you, you didn't get the man. <laughs> you got the dingo. So he goes to church at ACF. And Ben says, Folks, I have a confession to make. I struggle with the sin of judgmentalness. <laughs> and then he was like, I guess I do too. And when, when I heard that confession, it's, it's just been, for the last month, that's been my, it's just been tough. I mean, not tough, but, you know, my walk is good, and I'm strong that way, but anyway... I I just feel like I I I I have that judgmentalness against scoffers. Um, so he said in, in in the last verse that we read there, he says, "Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." So I've been talking to my son Michael from uh, he's in is in lockup somewhere, and and he likes. Um, Christian rap. Christian rap? Are you kidding me? I'm not that old, but I don't like I don't like rap. And so, the Lord convicted my heart there with. So he said, he said, Dad, would you just listen to Brian T. Kingdom music. Robbie, you know him? Drew? No. If you, well, I'm I'm telling you. He's good, and the Lord convicted me, and so um, it wasn't long after that. Rich was in my office, and I said, Rich, I, I, I'm struggling with this. I said, listen to this. So I just got it on YouTube, and just, I mean, it, it just, it's just God's word. They just take God's word, and it doesn't sound like what we heard tonight. But it, it's 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 uh, 
it's right on. It is right on. And he listened to it a little bit, and I shut it off, and he says, you know, John, years ago when he was at the mission, um, he'd done a devotion in the morning or something, and he's walking back to somewhere in the mission, and he and one of the young men come up to him and said, was talking to him about rap, and he, he was like me. You know what he, he was like? He was like a scoffer, like me, just <laughs> rap. And so he kind of poo-pooed the kid, and off he went, and then um, before he got back to his barracks or wherever he was at, the Lord gave him a rap song and, and broke his heart because of... And so our pastor is actually a rapper. <laughs> and he said he, when, all, you know, when things get back to normal, whatever normal is, I, I heard the other day normal is just a setting on the dryer, but not ours because our dryer has so many settings. I don't know if normal's on one of them, but... So he's... Have you guys ever heard it? Karis, is, was that a head shake or was that just a... So he's got a rap song that he wrote. Wait, and so, Spence? <laughs> so, that is, that's, you know, and I don't, I don't think I'm the only one here that maybe struggles with judgmentalness. There was a young fellow the other day that uh, walked through the property. See, we, the property I manage is two, two apartment buildings, and uh, it's off a hillside, street and if you come up hillside from like Darren Farmer's shop or office and and if you go through hillside apartments and then cut through this little gap in the fence by Jerstad Manor and Good Sam is up on the hill you can t it's a shortcut to um, the old Chetco Inn building which is um, not a very nice place to live but so not nice people use this as a shortcut. And there, I have signs. <laughs> in fact, I even made a sign put right down at the beginning. This is not a shortcut. This is private property and do not trespass, and they still do it. So the other day, there's a young man that came up, and I don't see him until they come through the hole in the fence and head up the hill. And he actually took, and I, I was at my desk, and I could see him, and I thought, oh, is this, do I want to chase this one down? Or, But he turned around, and he started coming back, and he saw one of my tenants, and she said, he asked if it was an exit. And uh, she said no, so he turned around, and so he was a little bit closer, and I thought, well, I could probably catch him now. So I went out the door, and I said, excuse me, um, can I talk to you a second? And he's, he just one glance and he knew that um i i guess he knew i was the manager or something but anyway he he wasn't he wasn't going to stop and he didn't have anything nice to say and um i i just wanted to tell him that it was no trespassing and he kept being uh foul mouth and so i called him precious i said precious i just I just come back here one second precious i just want to talk to you I, and I really, precious was just, a, a, it's a nicer word than what I was, was in my heart. <laughs> but he still wouldn't come back. And I praise the Lord he didn't come back. Because the more he uh, railed on me and scoffed at me, the more I wanted to hurt him. And so he didn't come back because um, hurting is that nobody wins 
when you're at this age. Even, even if you win, you don't win. So he didn't come back. And I went back in the office. And what I, 92 and three-quarter year old ladies in my office, Elaine, and she says, are you okay? Because I was kind of adrenaline, you know, and I was going to, and she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, just give me a second. I just got to sit down. And so I sat down. I just had to breathe. And um, you know what came to my heart? Judgmentalness. I don't know this kid from Adam, and I've seen him three or four times since, and I believe that the Lord is going to put us together in a position where I could say, you know what, Jesus loves you. But nope, that, at that moment, I, I, put, I sent him to hell, right? I mean, basically, that's, that's, that was my, you, you, uh, I am the manager, and you are on this property, and it is, you, it's private property, and you don't live here. What you go? It's not. You can't do that. It's just proper. It's just pavement. Isn't his life? Isn't those folks' life worth more than just being a calling them precious when they're not? It is. And I think you know way, way back before I. I got saved. I was I was that guy. I was that guy. Foul mouth. Didn't you couldn't talk you couldn't tell me. You couldn't say, you know, John, you this is you know, you there was no there was no um sensibility of it all. It was just I wanted what I wanted and that was the end of it. And uh praise the Lord that he came through Smith River Baptist into my life and I got saved. I gave my heart to the Lord and it's just it's just been a piece of cake ever since. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a that's a lie right there. But you know it's 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 not been a piece of cake, but it's been worth it. Because that's the way the Lord works, right? I mean just when I when I look at you folks and see the the friendship The uh, just the the oneness that we have, the love. We are getting reminded today by Paul to not have that judgmentalness for those outside of this building. What we have here is special. You know, I've talked to a lot of you folks, and been a lot of churches. This is a special church, I believe, because of the love for one another. But this, that we have to take this outside of this building and love those folks that are scoffers. So I also got written here John 4. Do you think Peter might have had a problem with judgmentalness at one time? I do. I, you know, Peter, um, in chapter 4 of John, is, is the 12 disciples are with Jesus and they, they take off. I'm not going to, you can turn there if you want, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this. The, the gospel according to John H. Um, they take off and they're, they're headed to Galilee or something and they got to go through um, Samaria. And they're 
passing through Sychar, or I don't know how you say it, but there's Jacob's well is there. And Jesus is tired, and so he stops at this well, and the 12 disciples go on into town to, to get something to eat. He's hungry and he's tired, so they're going to go get something to eat. Woman comes to the well. You guys know this story. It's a great story. Woman comes to the well, and she starts talking to Jesus, and he tells her everything that she's ever done, and she calls him a prophet and then a savior, and she goes into town and tells all the folks there, come meet a man that can, knows everything about me. And so these folks come out and to the well, and they actually they just get saved. And Jesus ends up spending a couple days there, and people just get saved, and it's just a, it's just a, a fantastic thing. <laughs> but the, the part about this story that's the judgmentalness is 12 of, G- of Jesus' disciples went into that town, got food, came back, and didn't tell a soul who they were with. They're, they are with the, I got goosebumps when you think about, they're with Jesus. They're walking with Jesus. They're his disciples. And they went into that town, got food, brought it back. And then they kind of, they can't, can't even figure out why he's even talking to this lady. He's talking to that lady because he has no judgmentalness in his heart like we do or like I do. Or like Peter and their other 11, they judged that whole town of Sumerians. They went there and they didn't, and, but her, her testimony to those folks, she, she wasn't, she didn't have, she had a checkered past. I do too. Checker, chess. Um, Monopoly, I got all the, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a checkered pass. I, I pray, well, I don't, not anymore, I don't pray that. I wish I did, I had a testimony more like Rivers, where it was just, you know, you're saved from birth. But I don't, so, and, and praise the Lord, he does, and, but mine is, you know, it's, it's more, um, the Lord saved me out of, um, drinking and and carousing and uh, just a, a terrible husband i praise the lord my wife was a christian i praise the lord that she stuck around i wouldn't have if she treated me like that but um and that that's a whole nother story so you can uh, tell her how much how much no you don't have to tell her anything she's probably watching <laughs> anyway i love you babe you know that and 45 years in March, so I think I, I think it'll work. I think we're going to make it work. She probably won't let me do this anymore. But <laughs> So do you think Peter had a problem with uh, judgmentalness, the sin of judgmentalness? I think, I think he did. I think the other 11 did. I think, I think we all do. I, and, but, you know, the, the key here, I think, is knowing when we're having that and just to say, I, I, I confess this, you know, um, I think I shared it Sunday morning, If First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's just a fantastic verse that, and he is so awesome in the fact that he just, he, he forgives us and he doesn't bring it up again. He doesn't come back and pick up stuff and, and, th- and use it against us like we do sometimes maybe 
but he just he just forgives us. Okay, so I've made my confession of judgmentalness, and and uh, if you see me judging somebody, slap me. You got my permission. Verse ten, the day of the Lord. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. So that when he talks about the elements and the melting and all that stuff, Everything, you know, the atoms and matter and all that stuff, all, the, what we're living in, this, this atmosphere is all being held together by the word of God, Jesus. Because we know what happens when you split an atom. Wasn't that the Hiroshima? And uh, so... What's that? Negus, yeah. So they, they, that was an atomic bomb. They split an atom and that was... So the, this whole earth and how, you know, how he created it is being held together by, by Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That, those three. When he... All he has to do, just like when he created the, day, the earth in six days and rested on the seventh, he just had to speak it into existence, and that's what it was. So this is all... This, when he says, come apart or... I'm not, whatever he says, this is, this is going to dissolve. But when I look around, I see everybody in here. Nobody's going to be part of this because we'll be raptured. This is for this. That's going to happen. We're going to be in heaven, and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth after the millennium. That is going to be um, where we'll reside and. But it's all being held together by just, can you just think of the power and the awesomeness of that? It's just, it's mind-blowing. Nevertheless, um, verse 13, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Verse 14, it says, be Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in peace without spot and blameless. Um, part of the heading in there, it says, be steadfast. I wrote, be strong, be courageous, choose this day who you will serve. And uh, just a fantastic verse that is. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. That's, that's what he said way back in verse 9, right? It, he's, that none should perish, that, should, that all should come to repentance. His promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, and long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. As our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also to in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand. It's like hard to understand the, how the elements and the molecules and all those atoms are held together just by... He says it, so we believe it, and that settles it. Which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction. So these are the scoffers that twist that. 
and they um, twist it to their own destruction. They also, the rest of the scriptures, they, they just, we're supposed to, to gather together and, and have fellowship with one another all the more until, as, especially as we see the day approaching. Now, I, I butchered those. There's verses in there that talk about that, but that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to encourage one another that he's coming back. As Everest prayed, he's, 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 he's coming back. And until then, we're supposed to meet all together the more and to encourage one another that he's coming back. And uh, this is one of those times where somebody should have yelled squirrel because I'm on a squirrel trail and I can't remember where I was. So you know why? I don't have a sticky note. <laughs> there should be a sticky note. I got a little, packet, little picture here of Carl's... Uh, See, this is another, I just, I was going to, there's another, squirrel! <laughs> let me, let me try to regroup here. Anyway, we'll just move on. <laughs> That's, I know when to call it, call it enough here. Verse 17, we'll just go there. You therefore, beloved, since you know this be- beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the heir of the wicked. So that's, that's just, this is another reminder, like we did at the beginning. This is what he wants us to know. Therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the heir of the wicked. I can't think of a person in this room that hasn't seen or witnessed or been involved in a church split. A church breakup, and if you haven't, praise the Lord. I have, and it's it's no bueno. And so, when he says "fall from your own steadfastness," that's what happens when when people get their eyes off of the Lord, and churches get their eyes off of the Lord, and on men or money or just get wonky. It's it it causes it causes splits, and uh, I've I've witnessed it. I've seen it, and then when this church split happens, there's Christian snipers run up on a hill, and start picking off people as they come out of the building. They it, 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 you know literally, well not literally, <laughs> not physically, well figuratively. There you go. Thank you, Ken. Yeah. Figuratively, that's what happens. And so that's what he says. Don't beware lest you fall. If, if we don't stay grounded in the word and in reading his word and praying and, and fellowshipping one with another, we can fall. We've seen it. I'm not going to ask to raise hands, but I know that it's just happened. I mean, <laughs> this church started because... Uh, so it, it, it was. It's not been here since the beginning of time. So something happened, and there was a, a falling away somewhere else. And this is and and so we. Am I making any sense there? How we have to. It doesn't just come naturally. It it just and and we have a, a fantastic pastor and family that just um, 
he exudes um, the right way to to lead. Um, and I'm not putting him on a pedestal or anything, but he's just um, just a really good guy, a really good friend, a really good good man, good Christian. He's Christ-like in the fact that he doesn't he doesn't want to be put on a pedestal. He wants to, he wants you folks to be fed and filled, and um, and so that's what the rest of us want for each other, right? So we. Uh, we don't want that to. We don't want to fall away from our own steadfastness, being led away with the air of the wicked. But in verse eighteen says, "But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. To be to Him be the glory, and both now and forever. Amen." But that verse eighteen, but grow in the grace. How do we grow? This is how we grow. We meet together on Thursday nights. We we. We take this book and we read it every day, every, and we, we try to not be judgmental like me. And uh, we, we sing. We sing songs of praise and, 